This week, three sides of the coin. We look at numbers again this week, but now we're looking at the top 20 most played and the top 20 least played Kiss tracks on Spotify. And I read your comments. I think some of it's going to be quite interesting when you hear the results. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Hey, Three Sides of the Coin. We're starting with three. We don't know what we're going to end with for co-hosts here. Lisa might be joining. Mark might be leaving. As we told you last week, we have no idea every day, every week when we hit the record button, who's who's here and who's staying. Uh, but you're starting with Mike, Tommy, and Mark. At some point, Lisa is going to show up. Maybe we'll have four. Maybe she'll replace Mark. We don't know. Um, but it's just us flying alone today. Our our guest never 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 confirmed. He said yes, but wouldn't confirm to show up, and we couldn't wait for him. So he wouldn't I, sign his contract. He wouldn't sign his contract, <laughs> and I said, "Fuck that! You don't sign your contract, you're out of the band." <laughs> um, we won't name him because I don't want to give him a. Yeah, I don't, don't want to talk bad about him. I mean, I like the guy as a musician. I like his band's music. Um, so it's just us, Tommy, we got a shitload of comments already from last week's episode with Martin Popoff. I know. And I kind of figured that we would. It's the kind of episode our listeners love. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't read any of them. Well, that's what Tommy's here for. That's what Tommy's for. Let's see. So let's see if he's going to find any. <laughs> Dinsdale six six six. Doug says less less meatloaf. Woohoo! You guys can get a word in now. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Jason Brooks said there is nothing that could have made "Read My Body" good. Well, that was a that was about our interview the week with Bob before, Hallie. but he, that's what he put it in. It I, I remember some, some some somebody also commented, "I can't believe it took two people to write that song." <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know bob mack brings up a really interesting point he says aerosmith was a C- was on cbs earlier and cbs had the club where they'd send you cds for a penny when in college we would get aerosmith's greatest hits and rocks like once a month and those counted as sales completely inflated never once did we see kiss cds on it on what yeah, on, I, uh... I, hold on the record, like, they clubs. record clubs they were in the I, and and, and i ans- i answered him yeah. And I'll answer the same thing here for it. Wrong, because I, I can sit here and attest to you. In 1976, my very first Kiss album came from a record club. I can yeah, rock and roll over. That many times. And pull out a bunch of them that have Kiss. Every from Kiss album, album has on. been found. Yes, yes. Oh every album has been in the record club at one point or another. Matter of fact, matter of fact the record club had, I because I have it. They had special kiss issues of the little fucking folder where kiss. Yep. I know for kiss alive too. I know for double platinum. I know for the solo albums that when they were selling, sending the Columbia house thing out, kiss was front and center. So that's bullshit. And I can prove it because I have the booklets. And, 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 and I would also, and I don't know what this technically means to sales or not, but a lot of the albums you would get through record clubs were 
quote, overstocks. It, it, it wasn't the first runs. It was like, okay, we've, we've over, we've overproduced albums for this band. So let's go dump them in a record club and get them off of our inventory, get them out of our stock, make a, a write-off, little money out of it. So, I mean, those record clubs, you know, again, I don't know if those legitimately applied towards sales or not when it came to RIA certification. Something tells me probably not. Something tells me the RIAA probably disqualifies record club shipments as sales. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. Um, Tim's Vinyl Confessions was the best one of all this week so far. This one kept me riveted. I love that. Yeah, that was I, I love reading that too. <laughs> yeah. Dave Wright, as we know, prior to SoundScan, the certifications were based on shipments. Many of the numbers inflated and the labels would take the resellers or would make the resellers eat unsold albums, but still get credit for them. At this day and age, does KISS really care? They have had inflated numbers for decades and have all pre-1991 albums i don't know i mean that that was i mean uh, you know now i don't know if he commented before or after listening but that was one of the big points i made with martin last week was i think at this point in kiss's career they don't care i mean you know they've got what a couple years maybe less than that six months depends on what they've got planned here but they're at the end of their career and they, I mean, they're, they're walking around, you know, bragging about a hundred million albums sold worldwide. What more do they need to brag about? Honestly? I mean, what more do they need at this career? You brag about that sort of stuff when you're a new band and a younger band to move you up the mountain when you've Mm -hmm. conquered everything. Why? Why, yeah. why Why? does it matter? Well, and, and to your point, Alex Talkington made a great point. He said, what a great episode. This is something that I have pondered for years as well. KISS loves to brag. They could be bragging more by getting Dynasty or others recertified. But then I thought about it. And this may sound ironic or counterintuitive, but what if by recertifying their albums, for example, gold albums becoming platinum albums and ex- you know, on and on, KISS inadvertently loses their self-proclaimed title of American band with the most gold albums. Because a handful of those albums are now platinum, they would lose their majority bragging rights by gaining a few others' bragging rights. Well, well not no, 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 no because no, yeah. once, once it goes gold, it, it's gold. And then right. you attain platinum. Mike, yeah. I'd replied to him and said the same thing. It it will go gold first. And if you go search RIAA.com for albums that have done that, you'll see in 1975, it was certified gold. In 1979, it was certified platinum. Yeah. You get the Still gold get the album credit. when it goes yes. gold. You get the platinum album when it goes platinum. You're credited with both of those one doesn't wipe out the other the other okay well see so that's good to know there you go and and yes. and i and, and i think what needs to be stressed a little bit more because a lot of people were bringing sort of stuff related to this up riaa has nothing to do with accounting for making money or paying the songwriters or paying publishers 
the RIAA certification, and here comes Lisa, mm-hmm. is the, the RIAA certification is simply for an award. It is not official accounting for artist album sales, songwriting, publishing. That's all handled by the record label who contractually, most of the time, record labels have to issue their artists quarterly reports, which state, here's how much you've sold. Here's how much we've spent. Here's how much you've earned. Here's how much you owe us. Those are the official sales numbers. So, I mean, I would guess at any given time, if somebody wanted to, Universal could sit down and open up the accounting report for KISS and go, KISS Alive, here's how many we've, we have sold. They will, they will have a, a pretty good and pretty accurate reflection on sales. RIAA, let's put it this way, the RIAA does not keep an ongoing accounting of sales. An award is issued and they're they don't care about it until somebody comes back and goes, Hey, we'd like to get another award. Okay. Let's verify that you actually sold that. Send us your sales report. Great. Your platinum. Now we'll give you the award. So again, don't think a platinum award means somebody's making more money. It has nothing to do with accounting. Hi, lovely Lisa. Are you out there with the, are you outside with the hummingbirds? No, I'm outside with the squirrels today. There was just one on our. Oh, I bet, I bet a squirrel jumping at you would make you fly. Yeah. And he's like probably. He's eyeing you right now. Well, no, he'll come back. I scared him and he shimmied down the drain pipe. Lisa, you're looking extra radiant today. Very beautiful. You are. Got a bit of a glow going on. Maybe because, I don't know, I'm outside. I don't know. Beer? It was the kid to bring you beer. But you know what? If you um, look, what kind it is though? Budweiser Zero. Is that zero alcohol or zero calories? Zero alcohol. Oh well, that's fake. It's yeah, but it's good though. We, I was thirsty. We want we want Lisa to get drunk on the show one of these times. Mm-hmm. That will never happen. You'll never see me drunk. I never get drunk. Oh, the challenge has been issued, guys. No. You, <laughs> I mean, Sounds like next time we see her, it's time for Boilermakers. Oh, no. Tommy, I think we pull out that double-grooved Creatures of the Night, I Love It Loud vinyl, and we play a drinking game Absolutely. of Drop the Needle and Pick the Song. But we've never played Drop the Needle. I was Tommy I never- and I did. Tommy and I did that way before you guys were part yeah. of the show. We, and oh, that let was me tell Spin you, the Bottle. It was that was a fun show. <laughs> He's here all week. Tip his bartenders. Why don't we do that? Two shows nightly. We we we. I would. I'd be happy to do that. We just got to load up on each of our favorite alcohol shots. Yeah, I think. And I'll... and somebody's got to have a turntable. And that twelve inch from the Creatures of the Night album, and we're set for a party. See, you just said twelve inch, and now Mark's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be coming to Minneapolis next year. I know we're going to hang out. I told I'm you I'm going to pick you up from the airport. I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. 
I have a conference in Minneapolis. I mean, what are the chances? When? Next April. Mm. So I think it's April. Maybe I just fly in and we have a threesome. Oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Making Mark jealous there. <laughs> oh, trust me, that one that one uh, would have no effect on me. <laughs> Although Mark would be happy to replace one of us and join that. Now, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this show's already off the rail. Uh, so what All right. Right. Oh, yeah, the hate let, mail let, and let, three, two, one. Yeah. Hold on, by the way, let, Lisa, how offended are you? Remember, this is isn't this the stuff that's supposed to be? Oh, yeah, this is the stuff. I'm supposed to be very offended right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yet she still comes back every week. Uh, I, I, I I love the virtue signalers. They're standing up for Lisa as she's like going, "Yeah, wow, don't stop." Even even <laughs> though Lisa on the show many times has said she loves it, she's got I, no problems with I, it. If I had a, do you think I'm like yep. been gone by now? Yeah, you think? And let me tell uh, you, I can dish it out just as well. So just say yes, you can. Lisa's That's one of the guys. I am. Yep. That's that's why we love her. I tell you, all, all kidding aside, that's uh, one of the reasons, uh, one of the ver- that one of the things I love about my wife. She can give it as well as take it, and you know, <laughs> and that's, and that's what that's what makes it cool chicks. That's what yeah. makes it cool chicks, man. So not not every guy who likes to get it as well as give it. That was nice. yeah. That was stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's talk about kiss here. Um, so we, we found, I found pretty recently, and this is as of apparently like May 28th, um, the top 20 kiss songs on Spotify. And this sort of dovetails off of last week. Cause we were talking about some of these Spotify numbers in relation to sales, but these are the top 20 played songs by streams on Spotify. And I know when I send it to Mark, he's like, wow, I gotta, I'm questioning one of these right away. But it is what it is, people. I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but these are based on worldwide streaming numbers for Kiss songs. And honestly, I think some of these, you know, the diehard fans, the listeners are going to be like, no, bullshit, that's the most popular. No way this song didn't make it. But as we said last week, I is I was made for loving you is the number one song, and it is it is at seven hundred and forty eight million streams, and That's number cool. the number two song is three hundred ninety one million streams. It's not even close. I mean, I was made for loving you is hands down the most listened to Kiss song on Spotify like it or not yeah i i got the list pulled up here yeah, mike why don't i mean uh why don't you go through them um why don't you go through them and then without and and of course i'll i'm the worst offender all the time but we won't then say come back and go, comment yeah okay. and then go so no, number one i was made for love and you said this is most popular most popular right. the top 20 so we're starting at number one i was made for love and you 748 million Number two, rock and roll all night. And I believe this is the studio version because elsewhere it's designated live version. So number two, rock and roll all night, studio track, 
391 million. Number three, Detroit Rock City, 206 million. Number four, Heavens on Fire, 149 million. Number five, Lick It Up, 77 million. Strutter at number six, 70 million. Hey, my baby right here. Crazy Crazy Nights, number oh, seven, 70 million. Number eight, Love Gun, 60 million. Number nine, Beth, 59 million. Number 10, Forever, 58 million. So there's your top 10 right there. Now, number 11, Tommy's favorite track, I Love It Loud, 39 million. Number 12, God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, live version, 33 million. Hard Luck Woman, number 13, 22 million. And I'm sure Mark's going to have something to say about that because he loves talking about Hard Luck Woman. Number 14, Dr. Love, 20 million. 15, Sure Know Something at 19 million. Number 16, Shout It Out Loud, 18 million. 17, God of Thunder, 14 million. Number 17, God of Thunder, 14 million. 18, Rock and Roll All Night, live version, 14 million. Number 19, Every Time I Look at You, 13 million. And number 20, shock me, 13 million. So my first comment is some of it, not a surprise. Some of it, very surprising that some of those gonna, get I, listens. I, I will just tell you, uh, here's, here's why I, is the God gave rock and roll to you live version when I when I see top 20 Kiss songs on Spotify, I think in my head, and I, so I may be incorrect, like those are the songs people are going to individually. What I'm guessing is more accurate is that it it's getting a spin in some other way. Like, I, I, so I, I just can't believe some well, of Yeah, them. yes. So, so first of all, this doesn't mean... Somebody sat down, opened up Spotify, typed in um, God Gave Rock and Roll to U2, landed on the KISS page, and hit the play button on it. Most likely, this means these songs are in various playlists across yes. Spotify. May, you know, maybe God Gave Rock and Roll to U, because isn't that one of the songs that's played a lot at like NFL and sports games and stuff like that? Maybe that is in an ESPN rock playlist and it just gets played randomly as people are, are listening to that playlist. They didn't seek it out, but it got played because they're listening to the playlist. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I will just say statistically, it's, it, I would say that's impossible to be in the same league as songs that are behind it or even near it. Um, just because, put it this way, all the, 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 the four of us here, um, if, have you ever heard anybody in any KISS conversation go, boy, that live version of your God gave rock and roll to you too. I mean, I bet things on every one of my playlists or that's, you know, definitely, definitely not. But I think the other thing we got to keep in mind through all of this, 
stop. We got to all stop being the diehard Kiss fan. For no, a no, 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 Michael, Michael. I'll this is every. Example. This is every person in the world. I, I, I'll give you a great example. Listening, you know, just matter of fact, just this past weekend, I did my once a year Kiss gig, and it went incredibly, insanely well, actually. But non-fans, people who are just at the party and at the club. I've never heard that. And, and trust me, I've heard half oh, the agree. catalog come up and go, okay, are you guys going to play Parasite or you're going to play, you know what I mean? Something. Nobody's time, ever asking for every, every time I look at my you. look. Yeah. That's my point. Not once. Not no, once. I, I, I totally get it. So again, you know, I, I think easily through the first 10, I would like, okay, I, there's nothing really to question there. I was made for loving you rock and roll night, Detroit rock city. Evans on fire, lick it up, strutter, crazy nights, love gun, Beth, and forever. Well, I think strutter every, over Beth too. I just it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, uh, it, it it at least makes sense in like, okay, that's a classic, that's an original tune. I could see that being in a lot of metal, and that'll piss people off. Metal and hard rock playlists. Oh, kiss is not metal. Fuck you. It's whatever you want it to be. Um <laughs> But I can see that. I mean, okay, Forever is a top 10. Beth was top 10. Love Guns, a huge song for them. Crazy, Crazy Nights, like it or not, was a big single. Um, Strutter, Lick It Up, huge. Heaven's on Fire, huge. Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll Night, I Was Made for Loving You. For the most part, you can't question. Those are all very big songs for kids no, no, when you get to the last 10 where you start hold, kind of hold going, on. i still want to stay in the god gave rock and roll because much like crazy nights we have to take the americanness out of this that was huge in europe and england you're right i forgot about that i 100 percent forgot about as that. was god gave rock and roll to you yep yep however however it wasn't the live version right right you're 100 right so again we don't know the source of these plays. And again, I just as somebody who lives in Spotify every day for work and personal, it's all being driven by playlists, hundred yeah. percent by playlists. It's not these plays. Sorry to all of our diehard fans. We're not responsible for these plays. Not it's not Mike, Mark, Tommy, and Lisa opening up the kiss profile on Spotify and going, I'm going to listen to the revenge album today and let's start playing that. Which that's one not you, how this happens. Which one of you has a Spotify has, has Spotify. So just, just Lisa and Two, Lisa, Lisa and Mike. Yeah. I, Tommy and I, I don't, I don't have a Spotify, not yep. even interested in it. Yep. My account. And I have it, but I forget. He, ha when he has a playlist that he plays and let me tell you, the playlist is garbage. Okay, I don't even know who all these people are. But every once in a while, like me sitting in the car, I'll hear, uh, I was made for loving you. So when you were talking about these playlists, I don't know how these songs get into those playlists, but he listens to garbage, like really bleh, music. And then all of a sudden you'll hear, I was made for loving you pop in there. And it's and, all and, 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 oh, and Lisa, so please, please, please. I, I don't mean this in any facetious way. No, this is this is Brian's list. You said this is James's list. My, my James's list. Yeah. All right. So 
I, I know nothing about Spotify. I don't have it. I couldn't find it if, if my life depended on it here in the next five minutes. I don't know anything about it other than it's a music store. It's all Correct. I know. Hold on. So just so you three can help me, because I don't know. What do you what do you mean by I understand the concept of playlist, but you just put your name in there and you do you type in the music you like in a playlist? Well, yeah, yes, up? yes. So here's 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 how Spotify works. So Spotify as the company makes official playlists, mm-hmm. thousands of them on any topic you can imagine, like the best rock songs from 1981, the best road songs from 1982, the best songs to chill out to, the best I mean, whatever your mood, feeling situation is, there's a playlist that's been created for it. Now, us us as third-party people can also create our own playlists. Some of these playlists created by everyday people can become incredibly popular and incredibly huge. The way Spotify works then is, you know, Spotify adds a track in, and that can be because somebody, an artist, a record label, somebody of importance said, hey, we'd like you to add this song in, and they will do that, or a third-party person can add a song into a playlist. Now, once you hit that play button, it starts playing your playlist. If you just let it keep playing, and it eventually plays through all the songs in the playlist, Spotify uses computer technology to keep playing other artists other songs that would be similar to what you just listened to and what you're yes they'll use an algorithm to figure out based on your past listening habits based on that playlist and they'll start randomly like a radio station it's called feeding you songs it's called like a daily mix right so you have daily mixes at spotify puts together for you based on what you've listened to. So here's a prime example. Here's my daily mix one. And you can see it says made for Lisa. Look at the first song on there. I was made for loving you and then breaking the law. So this thing is like, this is the things like I search for and listen to. All right. So very eclectic, right? But this is what they've put together. Ooh, Testament. Yeah. Mm, I know. I don't know how the hell tears of fears got in there, but whatever. But it's like you can see, like it says, my search, I don't know why Nirvana's in there either. That almost looks like that was like a, we'll throw that one in there. But um, they put this together for you. And then they'll give you another Ooh, one. Some rant. Yeah, so here's, here's Daily Mix number four. Now, this is my son's crap, okay? I don't know what the hell this shit is, right? Do you, oh, crap, okay? But they'll he'll put, this will go into... Like what he listens to, he'll make a daily mix for. And then there's a two and a three. And it's and it's and if you don't want to search for anything, it's like, I just want to see what's in my daily mix today. It'll program those songs in there based on your listening habits. So that's why you yeah. see, some, like, I've been listening to Ghost. So I'll go to Ghost page and I'll pick the song. Like, I want to listen to Kiss the Goat, right? So I click it, I listen to it, and then it'll plop it into my daily mix. So that's it, why- it, 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 this is why I've always said, Radio will never be able to compete with Spotify when it comes to giving me the music I want to listen to. Right. And because Spotify knows, knows after years of using it, it knows what artists I'm following, what artists I listen to, the frequency and everything else. So like 
like Lisa was saying, I've got I've got these I've got five daily mix playlists too. Yeah. It will be a hundred percent different than Lisa's daily mixes. Yep. Like my daily mix one includes Kiss, Cheap Trick, Greg Kin Band. My daily mix two, little slightly different mm-hmm. feel to it. Bee Gees, Wings, Balance, Daily Mix 3, Prince, Winger, and Lita Ford started off. Daily Mix 4, Leather Wolf, Sleaze Bees, Firehouse, and Daily Mix 5, oh, Michael, what, Crazy Licks, Heavy get, Bones, and Mind Bomb. How do you get different mixes for yourself? It's just They the way, make it. They, they make, make it, it up for me. But I don't have to do anything. Spotify makes them for you. However, you can make your own. So Brian made me Kiss 80s. So it's just Kiss from the 80s, okay? And then he also made me um, Kiss, uh, made me uh, a John Karabi playlist. And a paranormal playlist was just Alice Cooper. Um, Motley Crue, like, like there's playlists that, um, like I, one was called Thelma and Louise because my, my friend and my friend Kim and I went on a road trip. So you Do can those- make... Do, do those change daily? Those no, yes. weekly. Ones. No, no. no yeah, the, the daily mix ones will change every week. It'll be updated to change based on what your recent listening habits have been. Um, the playlist Lisa makes. I've got one like I've made playlists like I call. I've got one called Pump Me Up. It's when I go exercise. It's like it's great. It's like got Motorhead and Judas Priest and Maiden. It's like I want aggressive songs. I'm going to go exercise. Then I've got another playlist I made, which is basically remember these songs, which is filled with a whole bunch of one hit wonders and deep cuts that it's like, wow, I remember hearing that on the radio in 1979 or 1981. It's never played ever again on radio, but it's here. So I've made my own playlist. And like, like this morning when I was taking a shower, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I want to do a little reminiscent. So I went in, hit the remember these songs, put it on shuffle and just let it randomize. There's probably 300 songs I've got in that playlist of deep cuts. I mean, it's stuff like Point Blank, Nicole, Axe, Rock and Roll Party in the Street. I mean, it's so, so back to all these Kiss songs, these are these plays are being driven by playlists somewhere. Right. And also on Spotify, you, it pulls up, you can get lyrics too. So it, you can actually, like, if you want to listen, you have a song you want to listen to in the corner, you press lyrics and the lyrics. And, pop. And, and this is why I've been such a fan of Spotify because I've discovered so many new, new and old albums I didn't know about and bands because I've been listening to Spotify for probably over 10 years now. So it's got 10 years of my listening habits and likes in its system that now it can sit here and go, well, you've listened to all these bands. Here's a band you've probably never heard of out of Romania, but has a similar vibe, style, feel, bands influence it sort of stuff. Give it a listen. Some of them are pure crap. Others, I'm like, that's fucking great. I would have never, never known about this band except Spotify threw it into one of these playlists that it makes for me and says, we think you might like this. So the the Kiss songs 
are, are being treated the same way. There could be somebody who's like, you know, boy, I want to reminisce about 1979 and disco and the changing rock. And Spotify's going to go, well, I was made for loving you kind of fits into that category. We're throwing that in the playlist. It gets played as somebody's playing that playlist. They may only listen to it once and never go back, but it doesn't matter. It was played. And what that also means is to get added to a playlist, there's got to be some significance or popularity to a track. You know, these really popular playlists are not filled with the most obscure, unheard of songs and bands. You don't get hundreds of thousands of people following a playlist if it's not the best songs out there. But could you search like Kiss Deep Cuts and Spotify will have maybe will have a, a similar channel, not all Kiss Deep Cuts, but maybe Kiss Deep Cuts and then Cheap Trick Deep Cuts or Well, Queen let's Deep, let me you know, let me let me search. I'm gonna search in my Spotify Kiss Deep Cuts. So Here's the thing. If I just search Kiss Deep Cuts, first th- the first four things that come up are playlists that other people have created called Kiss Deep Cuts. The fifth item is a complete collection by Kiss. It's, is this an album or a playlist? It's a compilation from 2008 an official compilation from 2008 um, from the, the record label. And it's got everything from Into the Void, Domino, Forever, Hide Your Heart, Let's Put the X in Sex, um, Rock Bottom, Got to Choose, Nothing to Lose, uh, Cold Gin, Live at Kobo, Rock and Roll All Night, Live from Detroit. So, yeah, you just start, you just start searching for whatever you want. And you're going to find playlists galore. It's funny. It's funny because it just sounds, and and again, not to sound snobby or silly or whatever. I, you know, I've got a half dozen, actually I got four. So just under that, I've got four full iPods. I've got, matter of fact, my one iPod, because it tells you, I think I could go six months and so many days without hearing a repeat song. That's just on, that's just on one iPod. I, I have all those kinds of playlists too, that I made myself. So it just sounds to me like I'm the only thing I'm missing out on, um, then is somebody else picking my playlist of things that I already have, or I'm missing out on, on, uh, somebody, you know, tipping me off to, like, uh, you know, a band. Well, I'll give you a great example. This past week, I've been listening to nothing, but I've been listening to a lot of Prague and I've been listening to uh, a lot of early Kansas. And it's funny because if, 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 if all you know from Kansas is carry on my wayward son or Dustin, then you don't, you don't get it. If, if you're really into any of that early, it's very aggressive. It's, it's beautiful the classical stuff i mean uh you know if you get a chance the, the song child of innocence off a of mask i mean just or mysteries and mayhem that's another great just deep cut of theirs that's very aggressive uh proto metal if you if you want but my, my point is this 
I, I like being able to go and, you know, cause my tastes run from, you know, from, from Sinatra to, to, you know, to, to Zappa. And I, I, I love, I just love all kinds of music. So I'll do that on my iPod. Again, I have six months worth of music. I'll, I'll just hit shuffle and, you know, I'll get Sinatra and then I'll get, uh, you know, Peter Green and, you know, you know, then I'll get the, the Bee Gees. I mean, it's just, it's just very cool. It, so, you know, I guess that service I kind of already have, if you know what I mean. Or, well, uh, you, you have it, but keep in mind, you have it only because you had to buy all that music first. Then you had to create the, the playlist or the shuffle on your own. So it's not like you would necessarily discover well, something that you month, don't know. Aren't you? I'm paying 10 bucks a month for access to the entire library of recorded music. No, no, I get it. That's a smart right. move. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but, I totally but, but I'm it. also, it's also worth it to me because this algorithm is so smart that it, you know, I might sit here and go, I may not be as big a Kansas fan as you, but if I listen to enough Kansas, eventually Spotify is going to go, let's push you a little deeper down that rabbit hole. Yep. How about this album by Kansas? You've been listening to this one. We'll give you this one. I wouldn't have known that without a recommendation coming my way from Spotify saying that. I wouldn't have discovered some of these artists if it wasn't for Spotify putting them in a playlist that they made for me. And I go, shit, that's a great rock band out of Sweden. How the fuck would I have ever known about an unknown band out of Sweden who's not on a major label? who hasn't released anything in the U S but they are digitally available on Spotify and they go, yeah. well, because you listen to these other bands, you will probably like this. Well, well, two things, Michael, and this is something that I think you and I have more in common about back when we were kids, that was the joy of finding Kerrang. I'm like, Saxon, oh, yeah. what the hell's this? I mean, Holy shit. They're, they're playing festivals over there. How come we don't play them on our radio? Detroit radio doesn't play them and you start getting it. That's how I really got into a lot of that stuff in the early eighties, Iron Maiden on down, you know, you're like, Holy crap. You know, and what's going on over in the UK? How come all we're getting is REO Speedwagon over over here. They're getting yep. Motorhead. I, yep. I, I want to hear Motorhead, you know, so that something that, you know, I kind of always do on my own. Maybe that's why Spotify has never been appealing to me just because I still do that. You know, um, I'm still reading about new bands and, and, and classic bands releasing new music and, you know, reading about old bands. And if I start going, you know, that, that's another thing, you know, it's funny. I think that's why I'm kind of drifting to the way that I have been my listening habits this week. I don't know if you guys ever do this. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted something that, that I haven't listened to in a while. And sometimes I'll go to, to the blues or I'll go to classical or I'll go. And, and then next thing you're like, God, this is why I love this stuff. This is why I have these records. And you know what I mean? I, I just love going down those, those rabbit holes, but I, I like, I, I still, and again, it's probably, it is not probably, it is the boomer in me. I like to own my music. I, I just still do. You know. I mean, I, I, I get it. And I, I, I used to be that way. I like to support my artists that I really love by purchasing something from them, but I don't know. I've just gotten to the point where, yeah, to, to, to have 
the entire recorded library of music at my fingertips at a moment's notice when, you know, Mark mentioned some uh, some band in passing, and I can jump on and go, okay, let me listen to this right away. I don't have to freaking run to a record store, wait for Amazon to deliver it. I can listen to it. But I also like the fact that even though some people might say, well, Spotify is a gatekeeper, it's not as much of a gatekeeper as what we even had to deal with back in the 80s when we were like loving Kerrang, because still there were a couple editors at Kerrang that decided what got in there. And that's why, like, for, for my take, when it came to Krang, I wasn't so much into the bigger articles. I was l- into the columns where, where Derek Oliver or any of those guys would write their column and go, oh, yeah, you know, I was over in the U.S. and I saw this band. And I'm like, okay, I like this writer because he's written about these bands. <laughs> I used to do that with Barton just, all the time because he likes yes. kids. Yeah, so I will check out this band he mentions in one word passing. But then it's back then it was like, okay, uh, import record store. Do you have this? Oh, no, we've never heard of these guys before. Okay, let me go drive to another record store. Oh, we don't have it. You know, eventually you may not find it. So then you got a mail order from England. You know, let's be honest, back in the 80s, that could take freaking eight weeks to get to you. Um, Remember the the Sterling thing? I think we talked oh, about that yep. on the show. Like, how do I get Sterling? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is it. all of this stuff? So, <laughs> yeah. So, so in the case of Spotify, there really is not a person. It's just simply a computer sitting here going, Mike. We see you have liked these thousands of bands. We can figure out the style of music you like. Mike, we know you've listened to these bands and we know you've listened to these bands multiple times, not just one time, but you kept going back and going back. So based on all of that, the computer goes, you might like this. Just ran and it only applies to me. It wouldn't apply to Lisa. It wouldn't apply to Mark. It wouldn't apply to Tommy. (laughs) And just a quick aside, what, what makes that challenging is for, for about a year, I was letting Thule use my Spotify. So she, and this was when she was like three or four years old. So she was listening to anything that, you know, gummy bears and my pretty pony and that kind of stuff. So all of a sudden my playlist started getting mixed with uh-huh. Jojo Siwa and my little pony, because guess what? Thule was listening to those artists a hundred freaking times. And I was finally like, okay. I basically what it was, was I had my Spotify account tied to my Amazon Alexa device. So you could just ask and it would play. Well, she would ask all the time, play this band, play this, play that. I was like, okay, I'm taking my Spotify off. I'm giving you an Amazon music account. You can go crazy on Amazon music. It's not going to destroy my algorithms and listening habits. Yeah, mine are already jacked because of James. Yeah, the computer uh, Tommy, doesn't know come, that. Computer doesn't Tom, know. Tommy, how come you didn't take to Spotify? Because you like me, you have a very wide range of music that you love. Why? Why I haven't find you? like I, I feel like I'm losing interest compared to you guys. Uh, I I never listen to music at home other than like if I'm working in my office. There's some really cool channels now that I've discovered on um, Pluto where it's actual videos yeah. like 60s yeah. and 70s. I love it. I listen yeah. to Sirius XM. 
I really enjoy the 50s, 60s, and 70s and the Yacht Rock channel. Oh, my God. That's what I have. I have the Yacht yeah. Rock. <laughs> I listen to music exclusively when I'm yeah. in the car. I love that. Me but when too. I'm at home, I don't listen much anymore. And I, I think also, too, some of it, guys, is that I, I photograph over 200 bands a year. So I get so much music on a regular basis, week in and week out, that when I'm the last home, thing you want to do is go home and listen to more music. Yeah, I just don't anymore. I don't have a stereo. I have a head. I got a headset. So that's kind of, I think, a big part of it for me. I, I think Spotify is great. I just don't. I've got like if I'm going to mow the lawn, all right, or work outside, I have a phone with a bunch of songs saved on it, but it's about 250 to 300. And how I categorize it is, is this is a song. If it makes it on this playlist, I'll never hit the fast forward button to the next song. And there's about 250, maybe 300 on there that I could listen to over and over and over and never get sick of. But I only listen to it when I'm working outside or working around the house. That's the thing I don't like about a Stereos XM is that, like, if like for Yacht Rock, right? I listen to Yacht Rock Deep Cuts. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to hear a certain song, I can I can't really. You can only have like three no. skip or three or four skips. So you got to like sit through the shit song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I see it repeating a lot. You know, yeah. like, and, and, I and, and you know, four hours, and I heard the same song like three times. I yeah. used to have Sirius XM last year, and and don't get me wrong, there's some great channels on there i mean i love the 70s channel i love Mm -hmm. the uh, yacht rock channel but i you know i came to realize i'm like i'm paying sirius xm a monthly fee to listen to yacht rock and 70s when i can jump in my spotify and 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 there are some incredibly deep yacht rock playlists there's some incredibly deep 70s 70s rock not just 70s rock but let's let's break it down to 70s am gold 70s yes. road music 70s Ooh. rock music i it's love like, the am gold so i'm getting deeper into a lot of these playlists that spotify has created for everybody because it, based on my mood i can just find it instantly just and I would probably, I would probably love that. My only problem with that is, is that I constantly have to answer the phone because I never know who it is that's calling, and that's why I have a second phone that is almost like a an iPad, not iPad, but a, a iPod. iPod for me, just simply because I just don't want to be interrupted when I'm listening to the songs, and so it, it comes with good and bad, but. Uh, you know, I think that Spotify is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's just I'm too lazy to make the list. So well, what and- I do, so okay. so what I do is, is when I hear a song that I absolutely love, I will find it on YouTube. I will download it and I will add it to that collection I was telling you about. So like, um, I was listening to Eddie Trunk's show one day, and he played "Death by Rock and Roll" by Pretty Reckless. I'm obsessed with that song. I think it's one of the greatest songs written in the last decade. So of course that one's going on my playlist. And then the next thing after that is Frank Sinatra. It's just a real eclectic mix of just songs I absolutely love. And there's only maybe four or five Kiss songs on there. Not because I don't love a ton of Kiss songs that I wouldn't get sick of listening to, but I didn't want it to just take up the whole thing. So it's probably songs that you'd be very surprised that I would choose by them. 
that I never get tired of listening to. You know, my listening habits, though, I listen to so many, many like bootlegs. It's funny because I made a post about it uh, the other day on Facebook or a couple weeks ago. Anyway, I, I was going deep down the Zeppelin, um, you know, rabbit hole. And man, I, from from the tours, their arrangements changed. And, and just as a big geek fan of that stuff, I... I love hearing how, you know, at one point, Dazed and Confused was literally 45 minutes long. And then by the time they got oh, I'm telling you, but they made it interesting, man. It was a cool oh, I'm thing. sure they do. But see, that that's how much of, that's why I say I feel like I'm not even a fan of music when I talk to you and Michael, because you guys are both are so deep into it for different reasons, but the same kind of thing. And, you know, I mean, that's the one thing I hate about Sirius XM is when you listen to the metal channels. Just oh, I Oh, it's like Eric, can you play more than just this song by yeah and, well, and look, yeah sirius xm has become as bad as regular broadcast radio in, really my, in my opinion i, yeah. I love ozzy I, I i love ozzy to death i'm yeah. a catalog guy i've got the whole catalog and i know the catalog backward and forward but enough already on ozzy's bonehead where it's every third song yep. yes i know it's this channel i get it but you know can you mix it up a little bit? And I think you should never, ever, ever hear like crazy train more than once a week. I, I mean, agree with you. you. Put that on. And it's but, I mean, not, and it's not that it's... With, with rock radio in general, even if you do get a, you know, a, a, an FM, I, I can't even begin to tell you. I always, it's funny. And I, I think I brought it up on the show before I call it the, you know, listen to you hear, hear teen spirit, or you listen, you hear Jeremy from Pearl jam and you can't, it's literally like 15 minutes and then it's going to be on and I'm like, done. I'll, you know, right. Next and year, it's I'll not that it's a again. bad song, like crazy train. When it first came out, I'm like, wow, this is really incredible. But like lately, they've been playing Over the Mountain. They've been playing Flying High Again. They've been playing You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. That's exciting to me. And yeah. some of the deeper cuts by some of these different bands. And I appreciate that. Um, so to me, it's like, it's, it's almost like even though you love a movie and I could start it anytime I wanted, it's fun to just turn the TV on and go, oh, cool. Thunderbolt Lightfoot's on today. This is going to be awesome. Oh my God. It's followed up by Mr. Majestic. Okay. I got my afternoon planned but, out. And, and, but you know what? So, and this is a good discussion to explain the differences in listening habits. Like yeah. for Mark and, and, and for me, especially, as I said earlier, radio, any of these broadcast channels are never going to give the music I want to hear. Because, yeah, I, I don't need to freaking hear um, Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water, ever again. Doesn't mean it's not a great song. I just don't need to hear that on radio. I don't right. need to hear Stairway to Heaven. I don't need to hear Who Won't Get Fooled Again. Rebirth. I want I want to go deeper, and yeah. I can make that happen very easily in a streaming service. And listen, we're talking Spotify, but... Apple Music, Amazon Music, they're all they're all this YouTube music. It's all the same. That will always always give me the music I want to hear, not music that the vast majority of the population wants to hear. Cuz you and know that, what, when I'm when I'm listening to music, I don't care if Tommy or Mark or Lisa 
want to listen to the same song. This is what I want to listen to. Exactly. And then that you could take even that a step further, Michael, and go into band set lists because there's a lot of bands who feel an enormous amount of pressure to play certain songs. So for those of you that are always upset with Kiss because they play the songs they play, take a look at the Spotify list. The majority of what they play on their tour is on that list. And there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. And I was having this conversation earlier with a friend of mine who's a musician here in town. And I think he was really, he's frustrated because the last show he did, they had a bunch of bands together and they had nobody show up. And I'm like, it's because nobody cares. You guys are playing the songs you love to play, but you're not playing what people want to hear. The people that I know, single women, for instance, specifically, that want that are our age that want to go out and see music they want to go out and see songs or hear songs that they know that they can dance to and have fun with and that's why four or five bands here in town dominate the market uh take for instance um, brian erickson who is the lead singer of a band called roughhouse he might be the best freaking local band person that i know i have a massive amount of respect for him because not only does he go around between sets and before they play and, and shake hands and say thank you for coming and i'm glad you're here but they play medleys of songs and they pack the place every single place they play and these groups of women follow him now part of it is he's you know handsome skinny tall guy and he looks like you know a rock star but so but they but, the, but they they know the band is going to play the songs they want to hear and absolutely and, so and, they, and this you know, when I was booking that club up in Northern California and we would bring Winger in or we'd bring L.A. Guns or Lita Ford in, you know, they would do sell half the tickets. But right. when we brought in a cover band like Hairball, they that one crushed. one band who played Winger's hits, L.A. Guns hits, Lita Ford's hits, Slaughter's hits place was fucking packed because people are going out to be entertained. So exactly. I, 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 I think I think and sing them. Th- they you know? knew the songs. They wanted to sing them. So again, they weren't going there to discover a new band. They have no interest in discovering new music. They want to hear the song. You yeah. know. So I think to your point, Tommy, it's like, yeah, you got to kind of look at this is what people are playing, and this might say a lot about why Kiss or any other band is is putting those in the set list. I, you know, let me run through really quick. I won't give the numbers, but here are the bottom 20 songs played on Spotify by Kiss. And starting at number 1, and just so you know the number we're starting from, the number one song is 227,000 plays. Compare that to I was made for loving you, which was over 700 million. So number 1 Bottom 20 songs, I confess. Gee, I'm not shocked by that. Number hey, two, Boomer, Boomerang. Minute to figure out what the hell that song was. I'm like, wait, what? I know. What, what album is that from? So <laughs> I confess. I love that album. I love that song. Boomerang, Seduction of the Innocent, In the Mirror, It Never Goes Away, In My Head, The Street, <laughs> the street Giveth and the Street Taketh Away. Are we getting a sense of what albums these are coming yeah. from, first of all? I Walk Alone. Little Caesar, Radar for Love, Loves a Slap in the Face, Mr. Blackwell, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell, Betrayed, Escape from the Island, Loves a Deadly Weapon, Cadillac Dreams, Childhood's End, 
Secretly cool, Cruel, and the number 20 of the bottom 20, our favorite, Read My Body. I mean, first of all, I thought that was kind of telling of what albums are the vast majority of those songs coming off of. Well, that's Lisa, Read My Body is just Lisa trying to make that happen, make that a yeah, single. Yeah, say, she, she hit, she hit the, that 400,000 times. Yeah. For that 118,000 plays, I'd probably say I was, you know, 400. I mean, so, so just look at that. That also can tell you, oh, we're not going to fucking play Mr. Blackwell live in concert on the end of the road tour. I don't no. care if every diehard fan wants to hear it. There's only 377,000 plays worldwide total stats for that song. That's a no-brainer that you don't put that in your, your set list. Now, however, when you were talking about a cover band or a tribute band, a, a Kiss tribute band could very easily put a song like that in their set list because the people that are going to go see a Kiss tribute band are diehard fans. But you'd think that, but that's not necessarily true because I've spoken to several Kiss tribute bands who try to do that type of stuff and inevitably at the end of the night, they get a handful of people like, why didn't you play Beth? Why didn't you play I Was Made For Loving You? Why didn't you play I Love It Loud? Oh, because that's what so, they want to hear. I mean, it seems... Exactly. So I don't even think that that's true for the, the tribute bands for a specific band. Even those people seem to want to hear, like, I, I'll never forget this. We were sitting at the uh, Kiss Unplugged thing, the, the convention in Bloomington. And I'm sitting in the third row waiting for the show to start. And I'm just thinking about all these different songs I would love to hear them play. And I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of what would sound good acoustic. Like, what songs make sense acoustically? And this idiot in front of me kept yelling, I love it loud. It's like they played it on every single tour since 1982. And you really think that that's going to sound good acoustically? No, there's so many yeah. other choices. So again, I think no matter what you do, you can't win. Well, I mean, I'll, 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 I've brought this up before. I mean, when, when I've worked with Kiss, we'd have things like, well, what songs do you want to have them play? Or, you know, may, shout out a request, or even when they started doing their their um, acoustic shows for the VIPs, inevitably there's a fan that's going, Love Gun, I want to hear Love Gun. It's like they're going to fucking play that in 90 minutes out there. Why would you ask them to play Love Gun acoustically in a private performance for 50 people? All right, rock and roll all night. No, listen, idiot. <laughs> You don't fucking get it. You don't ask for those songs in this environment. This is the environment where you could yell out, I confess, and you might get them to start playing it. But but the reality is they, they're, they'll get through about half of the first verse before they go, I don't fucking remember this song. I mean, it, it it's it's just interesting because whether we as diehards like it or not, these Spotify lists are made with real hard numbers. And those numbers don't lie. Those no, I mean, this isn't some, this isn't a record label fudging I was made for loving you. This is, it was played that many times. And it Again, we could dispute people. We can yeah. dispute how it was played and did they play it a second time? Yeah, these are all legitimate questions. But the point is, the data is there. The data says something. And going back to the top 20 Kiss songs, 
those top 10 kind of make sense. They really do make sense, whether you like it or not. I was made for loving you was a big fucking hit. And it was a crossover as well. Crossover, yep. Not only was it just kiss rock and roll, but it also crossed over into the the, the disco world. So if you have a disco playlist that that was let's say you're not even kiss related, but you you want to listen to disco, that song will probably more than likely be in that disco playlist because of the fact of that crossover. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. So that's probably why it's such a it's such a big it has such a big number because it can cross over into so many different playlists like the AM Gold. They play that on AM radio. You know, it reveals, on AM radio. And it reveals a lot about the, the general public and what they like to hear. It doesn't mean that Motorhead isn't a great band, but let's face it, they will never have the popularity of ABBA because most people in the general listening public don't like that heavy music, but they love ABBA. I was just going to say, I was made for love and you is a very accessible kiss song. Totally. And that's why. And if they would have had a handful more of accessible songs, whether they took shit or not, even though I would say crazy nights and tears are falling. And a lot of those are very accessible. Their career from a record sales standpoint would have been different, but then look at Bruce Springsteen. He still sells out arenas everywhere he goes. He's got some of the most hardcore follower and fans you'd ever want. And he's never, ever had a number one song, ever. He's written a couple for other artists that who performed. Born in the USA USA was never a a number one hit? No, uh -uh. it was heavy on the FM rock radio, but he had two number one. He had one number one hit for sure, maybe two. Number one was the one that Manfred Mann did, Blinded by the Light. That was a true number one hit. And he, he charted really heavily with the Patti Smith Because the Night. Those were the two. What? And the reason I know this is they were literally just talking about this on the radio the other day. Tommy full of wisdom and knowledge. I was surprised. Okay. That kind of stuff is fascinating like to me, just like this stuff is. And so it doesn't mean that one band is better or worse than another. It's just the general public. The Eagles are the most palatable kind of music for rock music for most people that listen. And- and they cross over too at the same time. Fleetwood Mac, yep, absolutely. Rock radio, then they go into the same thing when the AM Gold, they can go into the Yacht Rock. So it, they, that travels too. So that's mm-hmm. it's a lot of crossover. Well, well, you know, it's, fun, it's funny uh, when you talk about those sorts of things, Tommy, uh, because I got to get going in a few minutes, but here's something since we're talking about this sort of thing. One thing that made me proud as a Kiss fan is the fact that Kiss did something that really I, I think only the Beatles can make this claim and I have to look it up. Each member of KISS sang lead mm-hmm. on a top 20 hit. Yeah. Gene and Peter did it twice. Yeah. And a top 20 single. Think about that. Think about it. of all the bands in music history. Have all the members had individual songs that made the top 20? Again, I probably just the Beatles, and I'd have to double check that. But this one 100% did it. Well, yeah. And then if you if you look at KISS and you look at the way they look and the way they sound on certain songs, when they're shoving I Love It Loud at you, 
a lot of people that are the casual rock listener will be completely turned off and assume that's what they are when it that's just one song of many they've given us all kinds of of different styles and sounds of songs and the eagles were very consistent the cheap trick is very consistent but kiss has kind of been all over the board and i think that that has also helped them with fans but it's hurt them because if you played a couple songs for people off of, say, Dynasty or Unmasked, I'd say that the bulk of the people listening would really gravitate towards a couple of those because they're more palatable to the general listening public. And that's really what this all comes down to. So the people who I had the most admire are bands like Kiss, who were able to create a great, incredible audience and career for themselves with music that wasn't being played on the radio 24 hours a day. That's Tommy, why think, it, think, think about this. Gene, just think how different Gene sang Rock and Roll Night with Top 20, Peter with Beth. I mean, Rock and Roll Night and Beth, polar opposites. Totally. Hard Look Woman, polar mm-hmm. opposite from those. I Was Made for Loving You, polar opposite. Ace sang New York Groove, arguably quite a bit different from all those songs too totally uh, that's quite a we don't ever seem to think of kiss that way we think they're a hard rock band but when you look at their chart success it's really pretty diverse well well look let's just break down the top 10 tracks here into the styles we've got out of the top 10 songs two of them are ballads beth and forever Mm -hmm. so Two of the 10 are already ballad songs. The number one song, a lot of people would argue, was Kiss Going Disco. I was made for loving you. Then you've got one, two, three songs came from the mid 80s when they took the makeup off and everybody's like, they went pop, they lost everything, but you got Crazy Crazy Nights, Heaven's on Fire and Lick It Up in there. They're non-makeup. Three of the top 10 are non-makeup. And that heavy leaves, rock or heavy radio rotation. That leaves you with Rock and Roll All Night, Detroit Rock City, Strutter, and Love Gun out of the top 10, which diehards would probably go, that's Kiss. That is the classic Kiss. But it's like, look at the breakdown of these top 10 songs. You got ballads, you got 80s pop metal, you got disco rock, and you got traditional kiss rock they probably sold just almost as many records in non-makeup as they did in makeup because they rode that mtv wave that's why i just get so sick with aerosmith sometimes because it's a band i absolutely have always loved and you show you show up at the concert you're so excited to hear toys in the attic and they freaking play whatever that song is that ballad crazy and amazing and all those yeah and i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm just you. like god why and all these people are like going crazy for it uh-huh. you know it's because of the accessibility of mtv and the radio stations so if the radio stations had really backed kiss the way they i believe they should have i think they would have sold a hell of a lot more records and they'd be even selling more tickets now but a lot of people just literally weren't exposed to it because Take Strutter 78, which I like better than the original. That's pop perfection as far as I'm concerned. Why wasn't that played on the radio all the time? Same with Tomorrow and um, What Makes the World Go Round. Uh, Sure Know Something, Magic Touch. 
uh, there's just so many of those those songs that are just dirty so living beautifully crafted dirty living i i love the song but i disagree it's not a it, it, i i would put charisma or or Ooh, I love X-ray eyes up there before Dirty Living for for a pop sensibility on the radio, and even that's kind of a miss. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. Uh, anyways, because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. So, um, enjoy your meal. Well, I mean, are we we wrapping. Are you guys gonna keep going? Oh, do you? Well, I mean, we can wrap it up if you want to hang just for a few minutes so we can wrap this up. Then, yeah, just that uh, again, you know. Okay. All right, all you. right. So, 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 homework wise. You know, I would say, what do you think of the top 20 and the bottom 20? Anything there that really surprised you? I, I, I would say the bottom 20 really was a surprise on how clustered those top 20 songs were to just a couple albums. Um, that says something, I think, about those albums that in general, I think the Kiss Army also agrees with that Carnival of Souls and Hot in the Shade are not two of the best kiss albums even though forever in the top 10 came off of hot in the shade but for the most part i think that kind of an eye-opener i mean and and it's not saying it's not saying that people like mark who like carnival of souls are wrong it's just it's very interesting to look at the real numbers what do you think of these numbers what was a surprise to you mm-hmm. and the other homework for those of us who are on Spotify, do you have a Kiss playlist that you love? Share the link to your your Spotify playlist, um, so we can so we can check it out. Yeah, whether it's deep idea. cuts or eighty tracks or live stuff, whatever it might be, uh, you know, I know I'd like to check out some of these other Spotify playlists out there because, you know, it goes back to the days when you used to make cassette mixtapes. And I still got a couple of my Kiss cassette mixtapes somewhere mm-hmm. around. I would put songs on there. Mark, you would create a Kiss mixtape. It might have the same songs, but just in a different order. And it has a whole different feel, just the way you order the songs. So I'm always interested to see what songs other people pair up and mix up. I had a friend who used to put movie quotes in between the songs that would like lead into the next song. It was brilliant. Oh God, that's way too much work. That was way too much work. It's hard enough work. It was hard enough work making a cassette mixtape, let alone editing in. Oh yeah. He'd get the VCR, get the quote. Yeah. Wow. Talk about having no life. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's something to be said for that too. Um, So anyway, I, I find this another interesting discussion. I love talking about, these facts whether it's ria album sales or top 20 spotify plays it 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 really makes for good discussions and i think we've we've seen that when we've done these shows in the past well and that's why i asked our guest bob a few weeks ago could you turn any rock song into a country song because it would then it totally changes the dynamic and a whole new group of people will listen to it because you threw a fiddle on it yeah well look Paul pretty much did that with I was made for loving you. Yeah. And I, I mean, was it wasn't what, you know, the, the story is how hard is it to write a disco song? I'll go write one. Boom. And, I write one. And there it is. And that's one of the things I find so fascinating about Paul Stanley. I think his ability to write songs that are so well structured is amazing in so many different types. Cause like, if you look, listen to some of that stuff off of soul station, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit. It's because he had said once that he literally listens to the radio all the time and knows who all those songs are from and really soaks it in. Then you have other people like Ace who told me, he's like, I never, I never listen to the radio. He couldn't tell you anything that's happened in the last two decades. Has no clue. Maybe that says something about the quality of his original songs. Well, it's all it's all 70s sounding, <laughs> 60s and 70s sounding, because that's where he lives. Leave it to me. I'm the one that hates Ace, right? I was still in the shit pot, huh, Michael? Nice job. You've got to always stir it up. All right, guys, that's Mike. it. Three sides of the coin. You got your homework. This was a fun episode. Leave your comments, and we shall see everybody next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.